God's grace and his mercy and his peace are all yours. From God the Father, through our Lord and our living Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for his people today is our second lesson from 1 Corinthians 13. The last verse is probably one you have memorized. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. This is God's word. Loved ones, ever since God made Eve and brought her to Adam and he wrote the poem, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. People have been writing and singing about love. Even in our our own culture, There are our old songs and there are new songs about love. The Beatles sing, All You Need Is Love. Aria Anda Grande sings, Love Is Everything. There are are conflicting ideas about love. Michael Bolton sings, Love Is A Wonderful Thing. The Jay Giles Band sings, Love Stinks. You have Phil Vassar who sings Love is a Beautiful Thing and Pat Benatar who sings Love is a Battlefield. And then you have just some strange ideas about love. Sophie Bexter sings a song called Love is a Camera. And if anybody out there is a, an, a fan of the band Arctic Monkey, anybody? Love is a Laser Quest. You probably know the lyrics. I don't know what to make of that, except to say that the world has any number of opinions about what love is. Here's the thing, and I mean that literally, the thing. The world always treats love as a thing, as an idea, as a feeling, as an experience. It always describes love as some, with, with some sort of, of noun, the subject of a sentence. And it seems at first glance today that God is no different in the way that he describes love. Every sentence that the Apostle Paul, writing by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit today, uses to describe love, he uses love as the noun, as the subject of the sentence. But if we look closely at how he really uses it, and we listen closely not only to these words, but also to the words of our Savior Jesus today, love is more of an motion than an emotion. Love is more work than it is experience. Love is more action than it is an idea. It's the idea that, that we always express using, using a verb. So as, as we hear about the, the importance of love and the practice of love and even the power of love from God's word today, from God's point of view, love is really a verb. First of all, the, the importance of love. 
When we think of people that are important to us, people that we, we admire in this world, we usually think of people that have a, a great deal of ability and, and, and put it to good use and really work hard to put it to use. The man who's successful in business and, and makes a lot of money, we admire. And the, 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 the woman who just knows how to work a room and, and is very good and successful with, with people as she walks into it. The, the, the boy who's a great athlete, has a lot of talent and works hard to, to win. And the girl who is a great musician is one that can just play music and make everybody stop and listen. And we, we wish that we could be more like them. Maybe even pray that we could be more like them. And that's a wonderful thing, that God has given people talents and abilities that are greater than ours, that God gives people talents and abilities, and, and we humbly recognize them as, as examples that help us push ourselves to get the most out of the talents and abilities that God has given us. But, God says, if you don't use your talents and abilities, even your spiritual gifts, to benefit something else, to benefit someone else, it doesn't matter at all. Because that's not love. These words were first written to, to a church that was just jam-packed with talented people. You had people who could speak all sorts of languages without even studying them. They could even speak miraculously the language that angels speak in heaven. No kidding. You had people that had lots of money and loved to give it away. You had people that had incredible Bible knowledge and were great at explaining to people. But Paul said, remember, you were given these abilities, even these spiritual gifts, to benefit someone else. And if you're using your gifts just to make yourself feel better, if you're using your gifts just to draw attention to yourself, if you're using your gifts just to maybe even calm down a guilty conscience and convince yourself I'm a good person because I work so hard, or even if you're using it to build up a, your sense of pride in your organization, even your church, Paul says you are nothing. If you are using your gifts for your own satisfaction, you sin. See, that's what makes Christian love different and important. Love is what makes us different from the world around us. A lot of people have abilities, can make a lot of things happen, but it's doing it for somebody else that is the important thing. Because that's how God takes care of the world. It's, it's through you and through me. As in response to his love for us, we take care of each other. And we do that first. Now what does that look like? Well, Paul talks about the practice of love. And he, he makes a list of things and says, here's things that you can do out of love. Be patient, be kind, be happy for someone else's success. Be humble, be decent, be be selfless, be calm, be forgiving, be joyful at whatever is true. For the, the person who is successful and makes a lot of money, 
only does it because it benefits someone else. For the person who can walk into the room and know everything that's going on, they're more interested in what other people have to say than telling their own stories and drawing attention to themselves. For the person who's a great athlete, he's more interested in being a good teammate than he is padding his own stats or even winning. For the musician, it's more of a concern for how they make other people feel than themselves. And that's kind of scary when you think about it. I would think anyone who thinks that they're pretty good at love would hear these words and listen to this list and maybe say, well, I can remember times when I was pretty patient with someone who's pretty irritating. Or I remember once when I forgave somebody who hurt me or or I usually keep pretty cool unless I'm really under a lot of stress. And God says, that's not love. God's definition of his love is not just that we make the choice to benefit someone else on occasion or even most of the time. He says, love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always persevere. And if you haven't always loved, you haven't loved as God expects you to. you realize by now, if you're going to love as God expects, it takes a miracle. And that miracle is Jesus. Think of the words you just heard from the gospel lesson about how, and think of not only the words about how Jesus said again and again, love each other, love each other, love each other, but think of the context in which they were spoken about how Jesus was there on the night that he was about to die, when he deserved to have them waiting on him hand and foot, when they, he deserved to have his disciples line up to him and say, what do you want next? What do you want next? How can we take care of you? And what did Jesus do? He got up, he wrapped a towel around his waist, and he took care of their stinking feet. And he didn't stop there. As things got worse in the next 24 hours, and they crucified him, he thought of others. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing, he thought, and said out loud. And as he was about to die, he thought not of himself, but thought of his mother and his disciple John and said, you two take care of each other. And he thought of you and would not give up his spirit until everything was finished and he said it. It is finished. That's love. Thinking of someone else and doing what's best for them always. It's a very powerful thing. I think one of the songs that I remember that probably teaches you more about love is one that, that, that hardly mentions the word love at all. I don't know if you remember, if you are around my age, and on Saturday mornings, when they had Saturday morning cartoons, they would have these, these things at the commercial breaks called Schoolhouse Rock and Grammar Rock. And there's one that's called Verb. That's where the action is. And it, it's the cartoon of a little boy who gets a movie ticket. It goes to the theater and, and kind of pushes his way into the theater. That part, was he was kind of rude, but he was just so full of, of energy that he couldn't help it, I guess. And he watches this movie, and on the screen comes this big superhero, and he joins the superhero in all sorts of action, playing baseball, getting stuck in the rain, and all of these things. 
And the idea behind this particular cartoon was to teach us about verbs, that verbs are just action words. And so he never stopped moving during the whole three-minute cartoon. And the words to the song went like this. It said, to be, to sing, to feel, to live, I put my heart into action, to run, to go, to get, to, to give. And it doesn't mention love at all until the very end. After the movie is over, he runs through a construction site, up the stairs, and into the arms of his waiting mother. And the last and longest note of the song is to love. They save the best verb for last, the most important verb for last. So that's what you're left with. Paul did that too in his explanation of love in this part of Scripture. Faith, hope, and love remain, he said, as in forever. The talents and abilities and successes and, and good moments and bad moments of your life, for that matter, the things that we have here on earth aren't going to last forever. But faith that the Holy Spirit gives has everlasting results. That connection you were given to Jesus at your baptism called faith is good forever, through here and to eternity. Hope, God's guarantee that Jesus loves you, that Jesus forgives you, that Jesus will help you, and Jesus will take you home to heaven will always be true. Hope remains. And then, love. Love remains. Our salvation is based on nothing other than the fact that God loves you. Loves you enough to be born, to live, to die, and to live again for you. And that will never change. That will always be true. You are forgiven for your failure to love by Jesus. Always. You are loved by God. Always. And that's what moves us to love. Always. When Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength and mind and love your neighbor as yourself, we hardly have to think about it because Christ is living in us. Though you're welcome to think about it as much as you want. As you do, remember, love is not just a, a feeling. Love is action. It's a reaction to God's love. Love is not just an emotion, it's motion. Motion that concerns itself constantly with the needs of others and that Christ will give you the power to do. Love is doing. Doing what's best for someone else. Love to God and to the Christian is a verb. And it's the best one that there is. This is God's word.